Yo, 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 yo. Ha ha. Yeah. You have now entered Squared Circle 101. You got your man, the Titanian Stallion, Mr. Pinky Ring Shining Sunny Ill. Now, my man here, he'll never say that he's gangster. But the only time he gangbangs, your girl's probably a fault. My man, shoot us. Oh, How man, you doing today, man? man? I'm tired. I'm exhausted, man. I'm all right, though, but I'm ready to, I'm ready to do my thing today, man. So we I are here no, to discuss no science. This is your power hour of pure entertainment. Hit us up at facebook.com forward slash squared circle 101 or on Gmail at squared circle 101 or talk a little smack at talking smack 101. We got the Twitter poll up there. We want to see some votes for the for this upcoming match this weekend, which we're going to talk about. If you don't know what match that is, man, I don't know why you haven't been listening to us, though, but it is the Danny Garcia versus Keith Thurman for the welterweight title. And honestly, probably want to be gonna be probably pound for pound. It's going to be up there. It's going to be up there. The, yeah. And we're going to discuss more of that. And I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling good. Now I want to feel even better. Let's talk about I'mRCF.com. That's I-A-M-R-C-F.com. And this is fitness. RCF Fitness. If you want to feel better, be better with the best in Western Washington. Three years running. That's in a row. King 5 and Evening Magazine. But how you feeling? How you been doing with it? Man, dude, I've been doing great with it, man. I love it, man. I already... I just, matter of fact, LA Fitness took money out of my account the other, uh, yesterday. I had to call them. I was like, nah, I quit y'all, homeboy. I found something a little bit better, man. So, actually, not even a little bit, a lot better, man. I go in there. They already have your regiment typed up for you. And then it's hard work. And actually, it was, um, we you do we do the quotes every episode. And it's actually the, the reason for what I'm going to say today about it. Nice, nice. And, hey, if you want to feel better, be better with the best. If you think you could just jump in it. Go right ahead. If you think you got that, you're already fit and, and toned up and ready for all this, try it it's and humbling. find out. It's humbling. It, it really is, dude, because I consider myself an ap- athlete, and I'm and I'm in shape for the most part, but even every day, man, I struggle with a lot of stuff that we, we do, but I'm, I'm still getting it, though. So It's RCF Fitness. This is Cross, CrossFit. Go to IAMRCF.com forward slash contact. Subject line put squared circle 101. You get a two-week free trial. We Make actually sure got we know. actually got a couple people that's uh that's uh that's right I'm that got it. on so you I'm know Chad it. Chad hit Tim us Bruce up he, yeah hey so. let me know how that feels buddy to trying to skip that foundation class nah he gonna need it though he gonna need it yeah. he gonna need it now <laughs> make me feel even better all right so this is one of the things that I got actually um from earlier this week Monday because it was a hard day at the uh, at RCF Fitness um keep it moving. Keep it moving. K I M. Yeah, just keep it moving. Like no matter what, you don't don't stop. I mean, don't don't slow. You can slow down. Uh-huh. Just don't stop. Always stay moving. That way, it's always progress. Even if it's a little bit of progress, it's still progress, man. So like that was a great Keith Murray song too. Huh? That was a good Keith Murray song back in the you day. Know, keep it moving. Yeah, K-I-M. but you know what? Yeah, but you know what though? It uh, that was a great song. But what I got was uh. Exhibit what you see every wow. day, all day. Out goes all oh, hustlers. Keep it moving. What you see that. So I nice, thought I nice. thought about that. Keep it moving. I'm actually impressed. I didn't think you bring up some West Coast rap on that one. Like hey, you that. know, hey, I got I got a few under my belts. It, what I like was what I like though. It's like the other day they were like, is, is Carmen going to see the Tupac movie? I was like, <laughs> no, he's not. No, no, actually, I'm going to go see it. What? I saw Straight Outta Compton. Mm, I don't know. That's a little bit more iconic than Tupac. Which favorite Tupac mm. album? Um. I don't probably all eyes on me uh, yeah. just to be t- typical. T- 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 it was either that or between Machiavelli. I love Machiavelli though. That was a good one too. Yeah. All eyes on me was definitely a hip hop classic. Probably the first double album of its time. No. 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 What was before that? Well, yeah, Wu Tang. Yeah, Wu Tang Forever before that. 
And then uh, you we also... take forever was not before. We're we're gonna we're gonna okay, argue okay. about <laughs> we can argue about hip hop later. It's like religion, so you gotta be careful with that one. And then also, we're here to discuss the sweet also, science. And also, you still had the uh, the Big Life After Death. I don't know which one came before that. I thought Big came before. No, not before All Eyes on Me. You sure, look, we are. We, you know, we have the power of the internet, but we're only going to look up boxing records right now. <laughs> we got the hip-hop debate show coming up. We'll, be, we'll, have, uh, you know, we'll have icons in there like, you know, Biggie will uh, talk to him through the Ouija board. Oh, God. Anyway. Bone Thugs hosting it. Hey, come on, man. Let's keep it moving, man. We got a lot of stuff to cover today. K-I-M, baby. Now, whew, we had a nice fight weekend. Looking forward to a great fight weekend. And PBC once again. They blessed us. So, you know what was really funny? I'm actually going to take a hold of this. Um, this guy... Um, Tugs got uh, Nayem Bayar uh, versus John Hamino. I actually, um, when I was working King at the Tug. no, nah, when I was at working at the dealership, horrible name for a fighter. No, King no, Tug. no. Actually, it's not. No, so I was working at the car dealership, and then um, there's this uh, cat there, older cat man. Um, his he named his son Tugs. Okay, he's from Mongolia, the same okay, country, okay. Or whatever. And he's actually the one who turned me on to this fighter too. Okay, so like uh, so I already already knew of this fighter, and I seen him though. This kid, yeah, okay, is, uh, yeah, yeah. He he was six and zero when I first heard about him. So this is his. Uh, well, he was seven and zero when I first heard about him, and what he walked in with seven knockouts. So this is my first time actually seeing him live. This kid is special. He's solid. He's I mean he's still young, so it's kind of hard to really grant it. But this kid has he has power, and then what I was watching is. He is so polished to be really young. He like he was patient. Very um, polished. The knockdown he got on the counter right hand, and he was just so calm. He, he was down never, like four, never, five yeah, times. he was didn't, never, didn't get overstated, never, didn't punch himself, never out. flustered. Like he, this kid is a. Uh, so I know I remember this name. So call him Tugs. Call him that, Tugs. I, that's the that's, that's right. the that's the nickname that they My use. My man Tugs uh, Nyambara. He beat John Hamino or. Gemino, how we say it in America. Hamino, Hamino. no, don't do that. Don't. I hate you. Now, but he came to fight though. Yeah, he, John Hamino, he came to fight, though. He's he knew. an amateur prospect who mm -hmm. was supposed to be the favorite fighter and got worked. I don't know if he was necessarily going to be the favorite fighter because you know how PBC does it. They'll yeah. do the, the up-and-comer versus somebody who's established. Yeah. So John Hamino was 15-7 and seven versus eight, uh, with his seven KOs. I, I do like that about uh, PBC when they, they, they get these prospects. Yeah. They're both top prospects. And one of you are going to continue on with his career. Yeah. Both of you will continue to get fights. Yeah. But at what level? Yeah. What part is of the it, card? And is will, will it be you a even setback? Be on TV? Will yeah. it be a setback or not? So you know, John, you know, he came into he just like I said, he came into fight because you know you got twenty two fights under your belts, even mm -hmm. though you only have seven seven knockouts. You've been a professional, then you get this kid coming in with seven fights, even though there's seven knockouts. He's like, hey man, this. You got to treat him like he's a uh -huh. kid. Unfortunately, the kid was better than you. Yeah. So, hey, shout out to Tugs. Uh -huh. um, Big shout out to Tugs. Doing yeah. it for the Asian community. We don't have many out there as far as infighting. Or maybe just not in America. But it was a good win. I yeah, thought he worked win. him. The patience gonna, on there was amazing. Yeah, the we're going to see, see a lot more than... We're going to see a lot more than, we're gonna see a lot more There's him. not many fighters you would see that would score five knockdowns in a fight and not punch themselves out. Or get overexcited, reckless, and get caught. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he still controlled everything about it. And I'm, we are going to see more about this cat, of course. Because this is always a win-win for PBC and Al Heyman. And then, so, like, if you guys are trying to look... And, you know, I'm going to be more specific. If you guys are trying to look up any of these fighters... Uh, Tugs, he's fighting at, they were both fighting at super featherweight, 128 pounds too. So like if you want to do any research on your own, um, you gotta, you guys can always come here, but we'll definitely let you know. If you want to do some research on your own, you download that Squared Circle app, available hey. in Google Play and App Store. 
it has everything in there. I mean, the only thing it doesn't have is just a big picture of, of me with my thumbs up saying it's approved. Yeah. But we're going to get that in there soon. Don't worry. You know. But that's why we are here to discuss the sweet science and get you on there about everything you need to know about boxing. The 101 will give you the lessons. We get so many people that are new. They, they, they say, hey, I, I'm not even a fan of boxing, but I'm a fan now. Yeah, no, we've gotten we've gotten a lot of that, and so I'm pat on the back to us. I'm I'm For really sure. I'm really happy about making people fans of the sweet science again. That's so right. now next up is my favorite fight of 2016: Sweet Hands Plant, Caleb Plant, against last name was Thomas Awimbono. 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 You know what? This dude was uh, ripped for sure. He was. He reminded me. He reminded me of Andre Berto. Like when it comes to like, especially like yeah. fit bodies and look good. Like this dude was cut Timothy up, man. Bradley, he like yeah. exactly like Andre Berto, Timothy Bradley. So yeah, and it, a lot of times you see these guys, uh, they're pro fighters. Yeah. But a lot of their experience comes more from sparring than actual fights, and that's where Thomas Wimbono. When you there's a there's a moment when you heard his corner telling like, "Hey, get out of the sparring partner mode. You need to go and make him fight." You need to make him fight, but Sweet Hands' plan is he's, he's something different. He's 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 got he definitely has an X factor to appeal to him. I love the sarcasm he kind of brings, that little silent nonchalant sarcasm. Yeah, like I love it when he when he pops somebody with like quick jab and he'll just look at his hands like woo in the middle of the fight. Now I wouldn't do that personally, but so I mean the the dude that Caleb Plant fought came off with two losses, um, unanimous decision. But honestly. It was your favorite fighter of 2016. We were both really high on Caleb Plant. Nothing he did impressed me. Yeah. Like, it was honestly too easy of a fight for him. Like, uh, he came in. He was just a better boxer. He had quicker hands. He controlled and dictated the fight. He pitched a shutout. He pitched a virtual shutout on there. So, like. Oh, we both Look at that name right there. Who we lost to. Mike Gravonsky. Tacoma, baby. That's right. Yeah, Tacoma. So, nice. That's always good to see when we see these guys get some work around here locally. But Caleb Sweethand Plants, first time as a headliner. Looked good, didn't do nothing too crazy with the, no no spectacular Matter knockouts. Fact, Mike Gravonsky, we watched him fight a couple, a couple times. times. Yeah, exactly. man. Yeah, so yeah. so how is he not? How did he not fight Caleb Plant? Ah, uh, well, he uh, he was supposed to be in the last card of the PBC, but got hurt, so they had to pull out. Oh, or it was him though. The guy he was supposed to fight got hurt, got got stabbed or something like saving somebody at a bar, so they had to postpone the is that fight. The, is that the story they went with? That's what they went with on stage. It is. for me. Okay. Hey, yeah, no, but like Caleb, Caleb Plant, 14-0, 10 knockouts. Well, now 15-0 uh, with 10 knockouts. He um, he just was a better fighter. So I'm not saying that nothing bad about him, but he was just a better boxer. And it was, it's definitely it was, time for him to, for his matchmakers to step up the opposition, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, his first time as a headliner. People like to watch him. Uh, but now we got to get him a good name. we got to get him a decent competition name that's going to get him some rounds or possibly get a good win, an impressive win. Yeah. So we'll we'll be definitely seeing a lot more of him for sure. Going into that main PBC card uh, was a great card with the Bronze Bombers, the headliner, Deontay Wilder. Okay. So the theme of every single one of the main head, the main headlines, the main PBC cards, conditioning. Yes. Any of you fighters that are actually listening to this, conditioning is the key because all of these fights were won and lost because of conditioning. You could, like, honestly. You could say that one of the reasons why the heavyweight division in America especially kind of fell off is from that because after Tyson kind of went away, we had a bunch of big guys looking like WWE wrestlers. Yeah. Slow punches, yeah. long, boring rounds, and then Klitschko came along who's in top peak performance fitness mm -hmm. and just ripped, shredded, even though he dates some, married to some five foot chick you know what i'm saying yeah 
So did you see? So did you see what Dominic Brazil came in weighing is? Two sixty three. And did you know what his last fight was? Two forty three, two eighteen before that. And two eighteen before that. That's horrible. Like, like I, I don't know. I don't know what it. I don't know what. And it's and the dude Ugano was ripped and shredded. Izu, 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 Uga, Ugano. Yeah, you got it. Ugano. Just you with Zuzu. So, um, so what did you what did you think? What did you think? Good action packed fight. I'm glad it ended when it did because it would have got real bored and fast. I thought, um, but this is a learning experience for for Izuzu because he should have won that fight. <laughs> but it just shows that, especially in the heavyweight division, one punch can change it all. Yeah. So I'm gonna get a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna read off uh, what I had written down for uh, Dominic Brazil for you, mm-hmm. and then I'm also gonna give you a little bit of science. So. The sweet science. No, it's just regular regular science too. So slow. Mm-hmm. Um, the low blow I thought that he caught was questionable. Like I'm glad I'm glad he didn't take as much time as he could, like because like can, he was like, still getting. You can you can airball and whiff past it, and dudes are gonna drop because yeah. of thumb. Um, sloppy. Very sloppy. Powerful. Powerful. Tackled. That was a good takedown. He was a, it, it was a good, good MMA take, takedown. It was good, good MMA, MMA takedown. He had a few. He had a few takedowns yeah, in there. I saw so that. it was just like when he got tired or he was getting ready it to knock down, he would just bring that. Yeah. yeah, it was ugly. Very and ugly. trash. It was like. The way that he fought was so undisciplined. It was it was ter- it was terrible to watch him fight. Like I was low key, not even low key. I was high key mad and offended that he lost. Three fighters on this card, former college football players. Yes, yes. So, um, all late to the game, but um, it's okay. Izu Ugono, Ugono, um, seventeen and 14 knockouts. He's gonna learn from this, but he was quick. He was a worker. Joseph Parker was a stable mate, another former, uh, well, another uh, heavyweight that we've actually uh, talked about. Art. He was a better boxer, and he took it to the Trash body, which Kettleberry. I really liked. Dude, beautiful body punches. He had really good fundamentals, but one thing that they mentioned in there that uh, Virgil Hunter said was, when you got guys that are that ripped and shredded it, yeah. without the good conditioning, your yeah. arms become heavy. Yeah, and that's why he kept dropping his hand so much when he got knocked down in the second round. Yeah, it was like out of nowhere. Now, see, his fatigue is what got him too, because like you know, you, when you get tired, and especially with the lack of oxygen mm-hmm. in your head, if you're not breathing, your brain's not going to function. It's not going to work as fast. So your reflexes become slow. Your body doesn't move like it should move. <sighs> your legs don't. Your legs don't. Your conditioning. <sighs> conditioning. My first fight ever. My coach said. The person who's in better shape is going to win. Mm-hmm. And that's the majority of the time whoever's in better shape is going to win. Yep. So they were both tired. But yeah. the thing is, with Dominique Brazil, he had the power to be able to he had the power to be able to make it sloppy and exactly. make it ugly. And as long as I catch you, mm-hmm. which another thing that I have to say about our headliner in this is kind of the same thing. So that's exactly what he did. Um, I think Dominic with, Brazil snuck out there with snuck out with a win. Yeah. Cause he almost had two losses that night, apparently. Yeah. But for Ugono, I got over over anxious, over excited. Um, I just think he needs a condition. If he stayed yeah. with that same game plan, but re- did a little bit more road his, work, yeah, worked his on his conditioning, he and was body punches were amazing, and he moved, and he moved Good when he, he was if a you're not, too. Did you, did you catch that? yeah, he was, he was a kickboxer and pushes dancing with the stars, whatever that means, because <laughs> his footwork was trash to me. Oh, now it was it. it Inexperience on that stage in America because everybody knows when you're on that American stage, 
Yeah. It's going to be a little bit more high-profiled, unless you're like in the UK soccer stadium or something, you know. But you're going to get more exposure too, especially because even if you are filling out a stadium in the UK, your mecca is going to be Las Vegas, you know, a.k.a. Little Mexico. But Brazil, let's go ahead and just talk about Brazil since since we're bringing up his name here. And let's talk about the little thing after the fight. He Apparently his him and his camp, or him, they got into a little melee beef with uh, Wilder and his camp. It started off from him cheering against Wilder. The reports say Wilder, uh, his his wife said that somebody's Wilder's camp, like his brother, turned around and told him to shut the f up or something. Started cursing at him, and then he said, uh, "They mentioned like, come on, my kids are here," and the dude said, "F your kids." Um, I mean, and, uh, so so there's a respect factor, but at the same time, man, you you kind of moment, but still, I'm like, I can I'll, I'll curse in front of your kids. I won't say like f your kids. Like, I'm like, I might, kids like, come on, man, you gotta cuss for the kids. I want you to be like, man, you know, kids, because <laughs> I have a kid, for one. And even if I didn't have a kid, it's like, eh, you slim shadies for the chills with shit. You know what I'm saying? This is how it is. Uh, but then I saw the video, because uh, the report said Brazil said sucker punches. I saw pushing and shoving. I didn't see no sucker punches. I didn't see anything land. In fact, what is it about boxers, even in the press conference, nobody throws a punch. It's always like, Pushing and shoving like it's a high school match. Have you noticed that? I don't know. Men were scared to get their hands broke or actually throw a punch before that. Yeah, too, the last but... time I heard of like an actual fight between fighters was when Mike Tyson broke his hand on Mitch Green. Yeah. Right. And that was like no. Well, according to the Tyson movie, there was no there was no pushing and shoving there. He just got knocked out. KTFO. <laughs> KTFO. It so, swole his eye up, man. Yeah, hey, right. I missed that Tyson movie, man. Yeah, that was that was Michael J. White. Michael Michael J. White. That's right. Now, Brazil. We gotta work on you, Brad. You gotta do something because you're gonna become a punching bag. Also on the fight card, if you keep, if you don't do something better about this weight, that's for sure. You got a a good win, possibly a gift win. Not saying from the judges or anything else, but due to inexperience. Is yeah, that's basically all he wanted. Is like if the guy was conditioned, if uh, Izu Ugono, if he was conditioned, it's a different fight we're watching. Now, next up is the title fight that was announced about a week before the fight uh, because of one of the Charlo brothers vacating the belt for the IBF title, junior middleweight. Yep, Jamal Charlo. Jared Hurd versus Tony Harrison. Yes. Tony Harrison from trainer uh, Emmanuel Stewart. Yep, Cronk Jim. Cronk Jim. And then Jared Swift Hurd from... Some place in Maryland I don't think you've heard of. Akigi or Ikigu. What? Yeah, let's look it up. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's something like something. I wasn't listening to you. What did you say? Jared Hurd is from somewhere in Maryland. Find out. Oh, yeah. No, I saw that. Yeah. You think I missed you? I ain't listening to you. <laughs> Tony Harrison was working. Man, this Tony dude. Harrison was winning. Let me see. Every round? So, so maybe the first two? Round seven? I could give, I can give, you know, it's 50 50. That's when Jared Hurst started to wake up. And started landing some good shots, yeah. So, and even eight was on 50. So, seven, eight, and nine are toss ups, but Tony Harrison was winning that fight. Yeah. He was up, he was up the first six rounds. And then even, even the people, the people, even the people had it pitching a shutout six and no. So, and you know how, you know how bad they suck at really judging fights, too, without, you know, 
being uh without being biased. But yeah, without being biased, and especially if if you're not even really big in the boxing, just a casual fan. But the body language of Jared Hurd on there was a show and loss. Uh, Virgil Hunter kept criticizing his his hand placement and movement, considering that you're supposed to be the more elite fighter. Yeah. Now Tony Harrison's one loss before this against Willie Nelson, he lost in the tenth round with one second left, and they stopped the fight in that round. <sighs> Tough break again, Tony Harrison. Um, I feel like you should lose points though for you and your entire crew wearing the same outfit coming into the ring. Didn't like that. Is, is, that, uh, is that what you think? Is that what set it off for you? Oh, I wanted the, the to call him a posse. You, know, the, you, call, you <laughs> I wanted saw, to call him a posse. I was like, oh, oh that's what he meant. All right, Phil, all right, Phil Jackson. <laughs> that's what he meant. Hey, you know, I'm surprised. Well, if it wasn't 2017, they would have called them gangbangers. Not, it took not me, the kind of it took me. It with. took me about a round and a half to almost two rounds to actually write down something on how I was looking at the fight because all it was was jabs. Mm -hmm. I saw no straights. I saw no right hands, barely. And it was just basically them figuring each other out. But Tony Harrison, he was sharper. He was the first off, smarter Way fighter. sharper. Um, he controlled like, the fight with his jab alone. Mm -hmm. And then he moved really well. Conditioning, you folks. Conditioning. Because there was a whole bunch of times when it they really got into the mix of the fight where Jared Swift heard mm -hmm. would throw punches. Tony Harrison would move. He would be certainly but in range. He didn't make him pay he for it. He didn't make him pay for it. He would be in range <sighs> to fight and, and counter. Yes. But he just backed up off and then he... Came back to it. Yeah, he played too it too safe. I mean, he was winning. Yeah, but the body language was changing after because that was a hard knockdown. He knock was down. tired. Yeah, was he hard was tired. Knockdown. So conditioning, he would have been more sharper with that conditioning. You got to keep it moving. Yeah, got to um, keep it moving. He wasn't uh, Jared Hurd. He wasn't as busy. I thought he just disregarded Tony Harrison's power. I, he just yeah. he just walked him down like he, he he wasn't scared of his power and and he knew. I don't know if his corner told him, but. He knew he needed a knockdown yeah. because he was he was going to be behind on the car. This is too. two fights in a row for Jared Hurd where I wasn't I'm not impressed by him. Um, he tries to carry himself like he's a KO artist. I don't see that at all in him. Um, I love it when I you see you see this a lot with Polly Malinaji. I love it when dudes come in with nice hairstyles, but by the end of that fight, I was just, just all I was just up. about to say, man, Tony Harrison was knocking out Odell Beckham off just <laughs> the whole the whole time. Like I literally had that written down, man, every time. You know how man, you know, I'm a Redskins fan, yeah. so I see the Giants <laughs> twice a year. And when Odell Beckham get mad, he'd be flaring his hair around and stuff like it. that, man, getting all sweaty and mad and his perm be sweating out. <laughs> So Tony Harrison was knocking my perm out my man's head. So, yeah. So, Jared Hurd, hey, man, you got to leave that Odin Beckham, man. He's not a good role model for you, man. So glow. <laughs> insane. Over Jared, there greasing up people's couches. Now, this is one of those things, too, where I'm not sure how, where they were actually ranked in the IBF rankings for them to get this title shot. Um, Jared Hurd, your congratulations on becoming a champion. But this is one of those things where by I'm going to feel like. By a vacated belt. By a vacated belt. This is like when Tommy Gunn got the championship. You didn't actually beat him. It didn't happen that way. But We just saw that last week, too. <laughs> that's right. But it, his first defense, or maybe second defense, can make me change my opinion. Especially, well, the, if, his, if his second defense at least is against, against a good opposition, I wouldn't be surprised if they match him safe on the next one. But we'll see. Tony Harrison, you got to get your weight up. You got you to gotta get your conditioning better. You got to be able to go for 15, 13, 17, 18, 20 that's rounds. What they, that's what they do. They, they practice for that long, and you bring in, what, three sparring partners, so you always keep somebody yep. fresh on you. Mm -hmm. And you can't overdo it because you'll leave it in the gym. Yeah. But Jared Swift heard, um, hopefully you and Danny Garcia will battle for that nickname. Which so I now, do you, now with on that, do you think, uh, do you think they should have called the fight, even though he spit out the mouthpiece at the end? Uh, that, I, thought that was, I thought it was a controversial stoppage. Um, but I, I couldn't hear what he said. 
and I'm not the ref because the body language was there. He was he, no the body he was, language was there. He, he was, was surviving. Yeah, he, was he was surviving was at that moment. And the odds would suggest that Jared Hurd would could, would stop him in the next two rounds. So I'm not too mad about it. I'm I'm more upset that he was working him and couldn't hold it. You know, yeah. I, I get spin out the mouthpiece. I don't think the ref should have stopped it for spin out the mouthpiece unless Harrison said, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Because, you know, he, he nodded his head like he's okay, but that also yeah. could have been like when William Monroe stood up against the ref, he's like, no, yeah, yeah, I'm good. You yeah. stopped his fight. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm that one. Now, let's get into the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder. <sighs> I like Deontay Wilder. I like Deontay Wilder. I like him a lot, actually. Yeah, he's he, there hasn't been a real there hasn't been a heavyweight that I liked in a very long yeah, time. Same here. They're, like they're Especially coming, like American they're coming. Heavyweight. Yeah, they're 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 starting to come out, and I'm liking this heavyweight division. Like, and everybody's going to be on a collision course, you know. It's good because a lot of these new heavyweights now, like they're they're former athletes, so we're yeah. not getting these flabby guys like Dominic Brazil, yeah, who didn't start off that way, um, you know, in there just for slow, long, boring bouts with bombs. Um, Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber, is definitely the bronze bomber. Exposed or lucky? Uh, both. Ooh, both. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what it is. So, apart from the conditioning, he fought Gerald Washington, uh, who they said you know played at UFC, played under Pete Carroll. So you're talking about somebody who's at the cream of the crop when it comes to competition. Uh -huh. This dude. He likes competition. Uh -huh. He's not. He's not. He wasn't scared. He came in. He was a competitor. That's the only way. That's how they beat Tyson. Only way yeah, to beat him. Yeah, yeah it's walk. like yeah. you got. You can't. You can't be scared of him. Uh -huh. Now, what was funny is this is the first time in a long time Deontay Wilder's fought somebody the same size. And then I looked at the body language. I've never seen him flinch at when people uh -huh. throw punches. So yeah, he it's, knows it's that he knows. When he, you're looking down. But yes, exactly what they said. The commentator yeah. said it was like he was looking down, but the whole time this dude is eye level to you. Yeah, he's so like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah, you can do the same thing. You're bigger. You're uh -huh. you're big. You're strong. You can do the same thing I can. The only thing is he's, nobody he, got a, nobody got a right hand like Deontay Wilder. Nobody does. Nobody has a right hand. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna drop an old reference here. He got that uh, Lex Lugar. Punch the the narcissist. The narcissist, because he had that metal plate supposedly in yeah. his forearm, and would just pop you, and you just dropped and convulsed. Yeah. Deontay Wilder got that kind of power. He, he you never just, lose your punch, he, but how he long was can just he, as long as he's catching. He's. I thought he was going to be a better boxer after his fight with Chris mm -hmm. Ariola. I thought he was more timid with his right hand. I don't know if it was because first fight back. After first fight surgery, fat back. You know, you yeah, broke yeah. your hand. Mm -hmm. You got a torn. You got a torn bicep. Or you got a torn ligament in your arm. Yeah, so if you were scared to throw it, yeah. but I, I should. I should have. I should have saw more jabs. Mm -hmm. But I even saw him flinching at a lot of the punches that Gerald Washington. So it's just like when you're in that ring. Mm -hmm. I remember. Yeah, that's because the size and he. He was feeling the power. You yeah, he saw it in his face too. But just like the last time I saw him losing this bad was against the Polish guy. And as soon as he got laxed a little bit, yep. that was it. It was over. You know, Gerald Washington held his composure pretty well when he got back up. But he, he made a rookie mistake too. Tried to jump up right away, didn't take the eight. And it, it's just something I, I you can only you can say it a million times. But when you're a fighter and you get knocked down, your instinct is like... F that I gotta get out yeah, and do the this. Pride, pride takes over, man. Mm -hmm. And this is where your conditioning because like your pride will have you doing stuff that your body's not ready for. That's why you gotta sit there and take that standing You gotta get them breathe get, get those breaths in. Gotta get those take breaths. it, man. Let the get it let the oxygen get mm -hmm. to your head and then you start over. It's yeah. all right. And a lot of times too I noticed that you don't see 
a lot of fighters trying to hold right away either after they get hurt. I feel like they, they either keep backing up, guard up, or just try to run. The veterans will hold. Veterans the will veterans hold, are but... Hold just like in the... Well, we just talked about just like in the last fight, Donnie Brazil when mm-hmm. he got knocked when he got knocked down he against uh, he did t- takedowns. He was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah he was getting he was getting what do you hell he was falling yeah. to the ground. Dominic Brazil versus uh Ugono. Ugo. He just he got knocked down twice. Fall fell for fall fell and just t- started tackling him after that. Twin towers. Yeah. So Deontay Wilder now they ordered Bermain to to burn the mm-hmm. WBC. He wants Joseph Parker. Okay. What do you think is going to happen? Where should so, he go? What be, should he do? Before I even get there, this is great film study for anybody who's an athletic heavyweight. I thought Deontay Wilder and Gerald Washington, if Anthony Joshua gets by Klitschko, I think this is going to be, I think Anthony Joshua would be a good match for either one of these oh, yeah. two afterwards. Because even though, like, Size, you got to think, Gerald power. Washington was a throw in. Yeah. This guy, even who though he, even though, who asked for the fight, even though he's 34 years, I think he's 34, 35 years old, is what they said. He he was still young. He's he's eighteen fights, twelve knockouts. So like he was eighteen. No, that's his. I mean, losing the WBC. I mean, he's not gaining until Wilder is not. I mean, he just Zai. improved his record to thirty eight and zero with thirty seven knockouts. But with a more polished fighter like Anthony Joshua, that's film. That's film study mm-hmm. because like if Deontay Wilder is going to um, that changed my whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. I thought after before this fight, I thought Deontay Wilder was untouchable. His jab looked so good against Ariola. Yeah, and that was because and he, he had was to forced to use it. Mm-hmm. So we know it's there. And that was what was so frustrating for me when I was watching this fight because I know how good it is now. Did not know his jab was that good yeah. until it was forced to be pulled out of his repertoire. Another thing that I wrote down too, for later on down the road, if Gerald Washington didn't take this fight. He, I think he, he could have beat him. I think he, he could have beat him. Threat. Yeah, he would. He would have had more threat. chance to but beat him. He might not have had the chance though. Might mm. not have got the opportunity because nobody else was stepping up. Nobody else was asking for the fight. Yeah, that's for sure. Exactly. Like if it was like like say Gerald Washington fought like two three times a year in the next two years. Oh, he'll get be those problems. He's contender. yeah. No, I'm talking about before this fight. Oh, yeah. I thought it would have been. A, it could have been a different fight because Gerald Washington. He he wasn't scared with the most part. He was more just conditioning, and then he got to watch out for that power he because hot. he winds up Deontay Wilder. He winds up to ready to KO you. That's why like right when it ended, mm-hmm. the haymakers that he was throwing they missed. They was those would have killed the average man. He's lucky he got out of there, but yeah. like you, you got to capitalize on those mistakes that Deontay Wilder has. That's crazy. No, because his, I don't know, he, he's so heavy-handed. You got to feel it when that thing misses you. Yeah, you got to feel the yeah. power, the energy that comes through that. Like it's just some kind of like Bruce get, Lee in the seven-inch punch. Got got a little lemon booty. Little <laughs> tight, tight, tighten up as Boomani Jones would say. It's lemon booty. You tighten up a little bit. It's like whoo, whoo. Missed that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me back up over here, man, so I don't catch another one of these. All right, Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber. If you go against Bermain Stavern, the only man you went to the distance with who has fought you before, this could be a tough fight for you with a different outcome, but we'll see what happens when it's signed. Now, let's talk about a little history on this. Well, by the time you're listening to this, yes, it'll be yesterday, but on this day. So, on this day, we you guys know we record and we drop every single Thursday. Y'all should notice by now, every single Thursday. So, on March 1st is when we record... Hector Camacho sends yes. Sugar Ray Leonard into retirement. Yep, and I actually, 10 minutes ago, I uploaded it up to their page. So oh. where can you find that at? Recent pages on that Squared Circle app. No, no, not that. Not the recent pages. I uploaded it to Facebook. Forward slash stock. 
Squared Circle 101. Or hit us up at Gmail if you have some feedback. Or talk a little smack to us at Talk is Smack 101. You guys, we don't just put this stuff up for your health, man. It's one thing for us to be telling you guys this, but it's another thing to actually sit there and watch it, man. When we took uh, when we took Chad and we took Zach to the yep. fights the other day, they loved, there's, they, they loved it, man. So, like, you'll fall more in love with this. If you're sitting here watching and seeing actually how it take down, That's it's why a part this of is history. the 101 because we don't get over analytical. We try to keep it simple for for us and you, the fans who listen, and all the people that we've got to listen who weren't your casual boxing fans. We'll give you some good lessons about the sweet science. Also, Roy Jones beat John Ruiz for the heavyweight title in a, a boring match. It was. It, okay, when we this were talking about this was the first time we, we saw the shell of Roy Jones, probably. Well, I don't even think it was the shell because right after, right after, right after that, that's when he dropped back down to oh. fight uh, Antonio Tarver, which was the biggest mistake you ever. Yeah, I, so when he won the heavyweight, he won the heavyweight title like he should. He outboxed him from the outside, mm -hmm. but you know, it was more of kind of like just, just, just putting that little niche up there. Yep, yep heavyweight title check. Yeah, so like when he went in, when he went into the fight, when I think of a heavyweight, when I think of a heavyweight fighter. I think of haymakers, I think of power, I think of that. No, I don't think of a lot of tacticianers mm -hmm. besides, you know, the Muhammad Ali's, but even he had even he had some yeah. punching power too. So exactly. it's like those heavyweights, you know, not a lot of people cuz when what did Roy Jones start at? Uh, uh I want to say 154. 150 147 154. Let's look it up. Roy Jones. Um but still probably so a when he went, so when he goes up. Man. So like in think of any of the other heavyweights, whether you it's the Deontay Wilders, whether it's the Ali's, the Tysons, these guys are already heavy mm -hmm. already. So like this guy was casually working his way up to be heavyweight. So he wasn't gonna end up And he was still an undersized heavyweight. Exactly. Like he undersized. was on a he was on the yeah. tail end of it. So when you got that well, it was a cruiser well, they say he was a cruiser weight. He didn't Let me see when cruiser he, weight he fought he fought Kawasaki as like a middleweight. Let's see. Even in the beginning of his career. So first super fight. 154. So his first fight, his first fight he debuted, he was 154, super welterweight. So you go from that to all the way, you gain 50 plus pounds to get yeah, up there. So this, up there, yeah. he, that power is not going to carry. Ooh. So like that's why I would say it was boring. It wasn't boring. He did what he needed to do to win that fight. He did exactly what he needed exactly. to do. Exactly. He got the belt on there. But it, it's just another moment in history. Hopefully Roy Jones' history. I ain't putting could that be up. God, well, just hopefully Roy Jones' history could be a good conversation moving forward, yeah, especially still, if he does retire. Man. That's still the man. I, you got to think that was the first boxer sponsored by Team Jordan. I've never, I've had, yet to see anybody with his kind of abilities still with that kind of swag. They always, they always bring up, they always bring up. There was a time where him and Mayweather were they were pound for pound, arguably the best, and then Roy Jones best had athletes it, in the world. It just and just Roy athletes. Jones had Roy Jones had that edge because mm -hmm. Roy Jones was way more. Even though that was Pretty Boy Floyd at yeah. the time, Roy Jones was Roy exciting. Jones still has the best entrance in boxing ever. Radio City Music Hall with the Rock Wilder, Myth Man, and Red Man, still the best one. I don't care I, uh, what nobody says. They were talking about it, and they've talked about it. We probably talked about it on this show before. It was, um, they were talking about how Roy Jones was, he's not as big as he should be just because of the level of competition mm -hmm. he outclassed so bad. Yeah. So it's, like, anybody who watches what he's doing now, 
That's the shell. Just you guys got to you guys shell. you guys got to go into the shell. archives, man. This is a great man. You're talking about pound for pound, one of mm -hmm. the greatest of all times. His first so, loss was because of disqualification. And he came yeah. back and whooped him Whoop. right after that. Hold on, right me, after that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about to I'm about to look up and see who, who, what who, who it was and uh, no, I'm about to say what he. I'm gonna say. It was Montel Griffin, and then he no, I want to see what round it was. Jordan, that's this is how we do it. God, I hate you. Wait, Montel Jordan, is that is that this is how we do it? Is that the talk show guy? No, that's that's Montel Jordan. This is how we do okay. it. Montel Williams is talk show. Oh, you know something, brothers. Yeah, I'll just kind of blend into each other. Oh, that's God. how it is. Now, speaking of brothers, why why are you looking that up? Let's talk about your man, Money Mayweather. I'm too lazy. I'm too now, lazy to look it up. Go ahead. For just for. Oh, you were busy this weekend. No, I was at work you on was? camera. Oh, is that right? My alibi checks out. <laughs> now, any phone calls made to Las Vegas was just to my father, who was at home as well. I'm not sure if he had anybody there to, to validate this, but I'm just saying. His home was burglarized for jewelry and some other high-value things. Again. Again. They said he took eight, seven million dollars worth of jewelry last time. Last time. Last time. So I don't know what they, uh, I don't know what they took this time. And they said they still have estimate. They said uh, Mayweather is giving them a list of everything that they took, but. He hasn't been accused of insurance fraud yet, so I literally was about to say the same thing. So when I when I saw that, I was like, okay, you're gone. Your fortieth birthday, your house is empty. You get robbed again. First thing I thought of was Paper Soldiers. Do you yep. remember that movie? Yep. With Beanie Siegel yep. and uh, was it Kevin Hart? Yep. And Kevin Hart, and then they they went in and they robbed Jay Z, and it was like, <laughs> man, we only stole three thousand dollars worth of stuff, and all of a sudden he got a hundred million dollars back insurance fraud. So I was just like, hey, May. You're a businessman. Whatever. You're a businessman. You probably just made what you're gonna pay Conor McGregor back in on Las that. Vegas, so <laughs> you probably made what he's gonna pay Conor McGregor for that fight. Probably. He said, "Hey man, just take this, man. I just, I just got this. I just got this for my, my insurance, insurance claim. company. They'll send you a check. <laughs> and then if you want to fight, let me know. Let me know. You heard, what do you think about what uh, Triple G said about uh, the Mayweather being a pound for pound the greatest? Nah, the best? nah being about them, about him and the McGregor. He said it's a business fight. It is a business it's fight. Just for your and just and just like what Canelo said mm -hmm. about that, he was like it's bad for boxing. It is it is business mm -hmm. and it's terrible. We we look at it from a couple different perspectives. We look at it as a fighter. We look at it as I a feel like commentator. Get, I feel like if it happens and we look at it as fans. Yeah. So what, what were you about to say? I feel like if it does happen and get announced, everybody's going to get their heart broken because it's going to say live on WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> No, you know what's really funny about that? So, I, I'm not I'm not into it. I don't want it to happen. It shouldn't happen. Yeah. Mayweather Mayweather will get a KO. I, I think if, if it's a, if it's a boxing a, match, if he's going to work If him. it's a boxing match, Mayweather will sleep him. He's going to work him. But um, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. But mm -hmm. if Mayweather's going to make $50 million to beat a to beat a amateur, yeah. literally, he's equivalent to an amateur. Like. I don't even know if this kid would. I don't even know if Conor McGregor would be able to handle the Olympics. Uh, yeah, based on what I've seen with his condition, you could guess like Nate Diaz the first fight, yeah. even the second fight. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't so 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 with that, like he's he's very skilled when it comes to martial arts. Like we haven't even seen his leg game yet, but it's in the boxing ring. He has no chance. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Let's, let's, get, let's, nah, let's, let's just move forward. Let's talk about Lee Selby and Anthony Gay Gago Gayo. I might have typed that in wrong, but this is this is going to be the British card that we got going on this weekend before we talk about the PBC card. It's the last PBC card of this month. Um, Lee Selby, he seems to be getting a lot of fights, but I don't see no unification fights here. Like, and every time I see Lee Selby fighting, it's last time he was on TV, it wasn't even look, that impressive. Look, look, 
like Adonis Stevenson, you'd be doing all that yelling. You got your one belt, and you sit over there, and you're, you know, you're, it, yeah. you have no problem being a champion, and then you're staying over there, and you don't you want to keep your belt. Yeah, no unification. We've talked about that too many times. I don't know, and you had it right, Gago. Okay. Gago. Gago. Ha, Gago. And Gago, that's uh, Tagalog for stupid. Uh, Lee Selby, though, Antonio here. I'm you not said, sure who this guy is. Yeah. What's his record? And, and No, it's Andoni. Andoni. Okay, so that's where I misspelled it. Yeah. I knew there was some kind of typo in there. It's He's 16, 16 and 2 of 5 KOs. And you're look at his resume him. here. Any names in there? Even like old bum names that we might have seen? Because like I was looking through Tony Harrison's like resume, and he had a, a guy in there, Bronco McCart, who was like 56 and 10 when Tony Harrison fought him. I remember watching that guy when I was a kid, younger. Nothing. Nothing really, but this dude At has At least no American losses. names we recognize. Yeah. Uh, Another state does he see, fight for Lee yeah, Selby. I see two losses and two draws, man, So, and especially in the beginning of his career. Lee Selby, so. I want you to continue to be vocal, except to your promoter, to your handlers, to your manager. Press for a better competition. You don't have to come to, to the States and fight, but if you're going to call people out and you want – if you want to unify and become the best like you talk – then you need to talk to the right people to get it done. Or at least have a press conference every day like, well, I keep saying my handlers, I want this and that, but it ain't happening. And that's whatever. It's politics. It happens. But this should be an easy win for him, assuming because we had never heard of Andoni. Just Lee Selby's just a more lead on there. So I'm, I'm, I'm going well, to check that one off there. We're going to talk about that no more until you got something more relevant there. Now, this is the name that got pretty popular because of the main headline this weekend, Sam... Eggington, but he's yeah. going against the magic man, Polly Malinaji. That's your dude. Now, when Polly gets the call, you, as a fighter, you got to know that you're only getting this call hoping to come down here and give and take an L, but put a name on his resume, right? What's Sam Eggington's record? I want I want to see this guy's resume because I have, I haven't seen anything on him yet. His name was non-existent until it was mentioned in the same breath as Danny Garcia. He's 19 and 3, 11 knockouts. Looks like your typical skater, surfer dude. Remember, we watched, fart, we, watched some TK, we watched some TKO Frankie Gavin. That's right. Okay. Um, That's right. And that was that was a weird fight, too. I remember. Anything else in there? He's no. Still, still undefeated. At least no American no. names we recognize. No, he's not undefeated. He's got three losses. Three losses. Well, how long is what's his what's his current win streak here? Only four of two. Of, who's Bradley? Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> That's his name. Three uh, times. Yep. Actually, he honest. This is 25. It's, I don't know who he fought, but he's only got his only losses to Frankie Gavin. Ah. Styles make fights. Styles make Styles fights. Styles make fights. How so, can we see more Bradley Skeet, 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 yeah, he's Skeet. Got a, he got a more impressive record. Can't say Skeet on the radio. He's you a, can't say Skeet on the radio. He's a, unless you do, it's going to be too late. They don't <laughs> yeah. know what it is. Oh, how'd that happen? <laughs> Sam Eggington versus Polly Malinaji. Polly has the better resume, the better jab. Yeah. Way more experience. Way more experience. And should be able to go in and spoil this unless the younger man is just too young, too quick, too strong, too fast. What's what's Sam's age? What's Mr. What's Mr. He's 23. Age? 23. Polly's 35 plus probably. 34 plus. I'm just guessing. So that time is a factor. Time will catch up with you. And with fighters... We always see it catch up in the ring. I like how they got an old picture, a new a new picture of Polly there. He's 36. 36. Same age as me. Once. Once. <laughs> now, 
I like the Magic Man. I liked, I, I hope he goes in there and spoil. Last time he traveled overseas as an underdog, he won the WBA belt in Russia. A little as the aficionado of the show, you spell it O F F E C I A N A. Though that's not how you spell it, but <laughs> it's all right though. Okay, <laughs> I was like, you, you, I hope corrected you me on that. That oh, one was on oh, purpose, yeah. right? Purpose. P O R. Now let's talk about the main event of this card, though. David Hay and Tony Ballou. Hopefully, we've been waiting for this. Just because the press conferences, the Twitter polls were like, "Are you offended by the curse words?" That's what I want. Yeah, that's like, what, that's what I'm. I checked. I voted on the thing like four times. No, 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 and no. Like no, I love it. I love it. I. That's why I. I'm not a David. Well, I was a David Hay fan until he fought Klitschko because he should have beat Klitschko. And I love the way he gets in their heads. So David Hay, Tony Ballou, this could be possible FOTY. Yeah. Last time he was in a fight with somebody that had this heated of a press conference was with Derek Chisora, which turned out to be a great fight when he knocked out Chisora. And this is also Tony Ballou's first fight at light heavy. So David Hayes has been in the game for years, man. Years. He's been in the, yeah. I like it. Both of these guys have the same exact record, 28-2. and two. David Hay is 26 knockouts. Tony Ballou. You know, when he takes his time from... Pretty takes, Ricky. Pretty Ricky, when he takes his time from... Uh, acting. Acting and Creed, 18 knockouts. So, yeah, I wasn't too impressed by Tony Ballou. Uh, his last fight, fight no. it was, I wasn't impressed. At all. So, but I haven't seen David Haymaker <laughs> Hay fight in a, no minute, in a, in a minute. minute. So, yeah. we're going to see. This is going to be one of those rubber matches. I'm yeah. just going to sit back in and take my popcorn out and see, enjoy and that. See, if we're going to have rubber matches, I like this one because David Hay is a guy who stays fit. He still looks good and sharp. He continues to work out. Tony Ballou is still an active fighter, and it's not one of these ones where we're going to talk about a fight that's a, a fighter that's on the, the, the card coming up here. It's not one of these fights where it's like, is, this is a great fight. This should have happened five years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, who are you picking on this one? You know what? I don't like Tony Ballou's face, and I also don't like him because he was a prick in Creed. So, for that for that alone, I'm taking David Hay. We have to agree <laughs> that, on this just, one. Look, no, I don't want to agree with you. I want you to take, no, you take Tony Ballou. He's Tony a, young, he's a, he's a younger, younger fighter. fighter. He's, he's a younger, a younger fighter. fighter. He was in Creed. Yes. Um, he barely <laughs> lost to my man Creed, to baby Creed there. But I'm not sure if he can handle the power. He is the better boxer. He should be able to get the win, actually. Tony Ballou, I'm going for you. You know, I'm going I'm to hit him up right now. All right, I'm go ahead. Right do now. That. I'm say, you better do get that. this win. Let's go to this PBC card as we get closer to the main event we got to talk about. Man, we got to hurry up. Now, man. Andre Fonfara, yes. his last fight. Knocked out by the average Joe, my man yeah, Joe Smith, Smith Jr. But he's fighting bad Chad Dawson. Bad like, Chad Dawson. I think it's been Chad it. Bad Dawson now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Chad Bad Dawson? Yeah. He should, he should just Chad, come out to Michael bad, Jackson Dawson. bad right now because, Look, like. <sighs> he, ain't been a, he ain't been the same since Andre Ward. No, he he has not been the same since that Andre Ward loss, That's, which is expected. Is, which yeah. is expected. Like, yeah. You. I, I got I had, on this one. So he went down in weight. And. From going 175 to 168, I believe that the power of that messed him up. Like, by going back up in weight, his next fight was knocked out by Adonis Stevenson in the first mm -hmm. round. And I think losing all that weight, getting beat down by Andre Ward, lost the ability to handle the punch from these bigger, heavier guys that just naturally hit harder. So I think Chad Dawson could become the next Roy Jones. But Andre Fafara should get this win. He should get this win. Do you, do you see any reason why he wouldn't? Chad Dawson is still scary. Ooh, good lanky arms. It's good lanky arms. Um, 
You don't know when it, when anybody takes a layoff and they don't fight for a while. I'm always wary of what their motivation mm-hmm. was coming back. So money. I don't. Besides money, like they're still these are these are still top athletes. So what if well, he's just like, hey, someone who hasn't been on TV yet, like, hey, you want to come and fight Andre for four? Like for what? How much money? You're gonna be on live national TV. You might get knocked out, but you can be on live national TV. You're gonna be famous. So I mean. World star better, famous. Better, better record. Chad, Chad Dawson, Bernard Hopkins twice. Andre Ooh. Ward, Donna Stevenson. So you can go down further. Yeah, you can go Tony Tarver twice. I mean, so John has, Pascal, yeah, even he, Glenn yeah, Johnson, Pascal. the Road Warriors on so there. So you got so he's got a better resume. He's seen it all. I'll I'll take Chad Dawson. Really? I'll take Chad Dawson. <sighs> I I would I picked Fonfar against the average Joe, and we saw how that ended. But I think Fon Farrell should get this win. He should be able to handle Chad Dawson. That's all right. You've been, you've, been, you've been wrong many a times. Yeah, one of my favorite fighters of all time here. Heather Hardy. Ooh, she's bad. She's bad. But she's also a good fighter, too. <laughs> now, she is pretty gifted because I'm glad to see her get this fight because she was about to go back to MMA because of the issues with the insurance in New York City. Yeah, which you talked about last year. And her last fight we saw was the title fight against that one real lesbian butch-looking scary chick that I wouldn't even fight. I can't remember her name. And she handled her. Handled her. So she's going against Adina Kiss, not too familiar on. We'll probably look it up, but Heather Hardy, is. it's, it's good to see women on this card because next week we got Clarissa Shields. I thought you said Jada Kiss. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired. RCF Fitness. Uh, <laughs> I am RCF.com. Heather Hardy, I, I like to see her get an impressive win so she cannot just be local. I love women's York. fighting. I do too. I love women's fighting. Are we fighting. still talking about boxing? Pause. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's right. Hey, bro code is you must alert a bro within seconds of any girl fight in existence, period. Is that in the book? It is actually in the bro code. Don't quote me on it, but that is pretty much it. Now, Next is Erickson the Hammer Lubin, who a guy I'm really, really high on. Love the flat top. He looks like what's his face from Dope. Now, when I first um, heard about Erickson, he Erickson looks like Lubin, Antonio Brown a little bit. Every time I hear this name, Erickson Lubin, I'm like, he's a Viking who traveled in time, right? He's he's uh, from the Netherlands, Norwegian. He's got to be a Viking. He's probably yeah. pillaging or something. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's he's a he's got a hammer of a punch. He's going against Jorge Cota. Wait, I'm sorry. This is America. George Cota. 17-0 with 12 knockouts. He's like we say. There's a lot of up and comers, but then there, then you have that next. You have that next tier of the people who are the Earl Spence. He's got Erickson, Erickson, Erickson Lubin is one of those guys. He's that Earl Spence to me. He's that yeah. next guy. who's just like, hey, this guy is a definite no. problem that people will avoid. Just like many, it's going to come down to his handling, his who he keeps around him, whether or not if he becomes the star that mm-hmm. we believe he can be. Yeah. Because if you got, if your nickname is The Hammer and you are swinging a hammer, I'm not talking about your jobs, but it, it, you should be able to become a star as long as you can handle everything they throw at you. Now, now what I will say about this, we got, hold on, let me let me make sure I'm not lying to you guys. George Coda? No, I, I know what I'm talking about, so... Let me see. Yep. So we got Erickson Lubin Southpaw versus Jorge Cota, which is an orthodox fighter. So it's left hand and right hand for y'all novices. Jorge Cota, 25 in one with 22 knockouts. Somebody's going down on so, this one. So, and then Erickson, so you got 20, you got five more knockouts than this kid has wins. So you're talking about a veteran fighter with power. 
And then there's going to be a lot of sto- there's going to be a lot of toe stepping on, toe touching. Let's look at uh, Coda's resume here cuz I know I've I've seen him fight before. I've heard of him many times through the grapevine. You got Marco, Marco Antonio, Antonio Rubio. Rubio. <laughs> okay, that's not homo at all that we said at the same time, but whatever. Jinx. Any other names in there? Juan Manuel Hernandez. Mm. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, all of them end in an EZ. So, so like... he basically has Adonis Creed's record from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Oh, there it is right there. Adonis Creed, one, leaf, one loss right there from him. So, still, knockouts are knockouts. Yeah. Those people couldn't stand up. Yeah. Even Ellie, his last fight, there was a Johnson in there. He knocked him out. But Eric Lubin. You were on TV and shined with a good, devastating KO. He hasn't been on TV since, till this fight. So something that you've done between then and now, first either was unimpressive to Al Heyman and the Handlers, and then you impressed him again to get on the card. Because I feel I don't think this is just a filler. So they want him to shine, and he better shine. Because he's stepping up in opposition against a tested veteran who's got more KOs, then he has fights. And how have the last couple ones we've talked about ended? Right? Yeah. So based off especially of... That, especially that. It's based especially off of that, that alone. I'm still taking Erickson Lubin. I'm taking a young, I'm taking a young stud, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ba- based off of the formula that we've discovered, I think that's been uh, overlooked in boxing. Yeah. I'm going to have the to knock, say... The knockout's over the record? I'm going to say Jorge Cota. All right, man. Well, we go, we definitely going to see. We definitely going to see. I'll stop calling him George if he does. Now... A little bit of history as the OFF Ishianato there. There's only, this is the third time in history for a welterweight unification fight with two undefeated fighters. First one, we got to get up in the KTFO section. Donald Curry versus Milton McCrory. The second one, Oscar De La Hoya versus Tito Trinidad. Third one, Keith one-time Thurman versus Danny Swift Garcia. We've been waiting for this a long time. <sighs> Nothing's worse than having something to talk about that you can't discuss. The elephant in the room. Elephant in the room like a mug. <sighs> now, I'm taking Danny Garcia. Oh, my God. Well, that's just not a bad pick. It's only 50-50, right? It's gonna no, be either or. No, and if you guys have listened to the show, you guys know that I don't like Danny Garcia at all. I don't at like. I don't all. like Danny Garcia. I don't you like his. I don't like his like dad. His face. I, I don't like his face. I don't like his dad. I hate him. And just like he said, I hate him because of the fighters that he's beaten, whether it's uh, Lucas Matisse or whether it's Lamont Peterson, Eric fighters Morales, that I like. Eric Morales. Uh, Eric Morales is whatever. But like some of the fighters, I tweeted the other day. Danny Garcia has upset me on a lot of picks mm-hmm. what i thought me lucas matisse was gonna get him out of there in three rounds i i told everybody danny garcia was gonna win that one i didn't ask you yeah okay you should have i guess so now no every time i pick against danny garcia i lose out no i'm not doing it again floyd was a when he fought canelo i was i was like man i can see a, i can see a split decision i can see a majority decision i can see a draw and then after that, I was like, I'm never picking against him again. I'm never, I'm never even going to question him again. I'm not saying I'm doing the same thing with Danny Garcia, but I'm taking him. No, I'm a fan of the sport. I'm a fan of both these guys. I, I screamed and cheered when he knocked out Amir Khan. Of course you do. You don't like Amir Khan. Eh, you know, for whatever reasons. It, it is it. what it is. But how do you think Danny Garcia is going to win? Give me a pick. Wait, decision knockout. 12-round decision. 
Tip, well round decision. round decision. I think he's going to pick him apart. Danny Garcia is smarter than what a lot of people think. And he's yeah. way smarter than what I thought he when I first started watching him. He's a lot smarter than what I thought he was and could be. It, I don't know how he's that smart with a head case for a trainer, but he's he continues to defy what I think. And then I always say when you have you, your 50-50s, like this 5-50-50, if Keith Thurman wins, all right, I see that. Danny Garcia wins, all right, I see that. But when Danny... Give me, give the only me thing that can make me talk, The only talk. thing that can make me mad about this fight is if it's stopped on a, on a headbutt because of cut. It, it won't would, happen. Like the ref better turn the other just, cheek. Yeah, you the ref better let you them. Better, you better let somebody bleed out. You, but, hey, dead serious. Now, if anybody who's been listening to us on the show, I'm not wrong very often. I think I had one fight card where I was completely wrong, and that was the Sam, the the Frampton uh, Le- Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz yeah, too. I killed that weekend. That was a good weekend for you. I'll give you that one. But I, I usually in that fight, I said the first four rounds will determine it, and I'm gonna think the first four rounds are gonna determine this one because it's going eight and four rounds with a KO. Keith Thurman's see, gonna knock him out. Did you see? There's very rare fights when I'm not even gonna say the level of opposition was up there, but the way that Danny Garcia handled. He Samuel Vargas, the way he handled Samuel Vargas, it looked like it was sparring. It was mm-hmm. too easy. And that's when Keith Thurman, you know, that's when he go, went over the ropes and started calling Keith Thurman and he got in the ring. I, Danny Garcia looked unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Samuel Vargas is no Keith Thurman. Hear me out. He is no, no Keith, Keith Thurman. Thurman at all. One time is has power in both hands. He He's a great boxer. Uh, I think I, I, both of these guys are probably two of the smartest fighters out there right now that get underestimated as far as their boxing IQ. But Keith, one time Thurman, nickname like Swift, you earn from speed, right? I don't like the way I don't like the way Keith Thurman looked against Luis Colazzo. Luis Colazzo. I don't like the way he. I know he's a spoiler. I know he's a spoiler. I know he's a spoiler. I don't like the way he looked at him. I don't like the way he looked at him. Luis Colazzo would do that to Danny Garcia too. He he's a spoiler. He's he's got an awkward style style as a southpaw, and he makes everybody look bad. Andre mm-hmm. Berto got a win from him. That that's still controversial to this day. Mm-hmm. But Keith one Tom Thurman is gonna let him know the difference. Now, I've I've looked at this breakdown on all sides, all angles, everything, and the only two things in there I can see that that make me believe Keith Thurman is gonna win is. Danny Garcia has two controversial wins versus Keith Thurman has all of his wins are pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. Now, the Colazzo one, Colazzo quit. Yeah. That could have went entirely different, but he quit. So that's how it is. Just, mm-hmm. just like with the Ward, he got the win, it's the win. Keith Thurman's going to knock this boy out, I think. I, he's going to knock him out. And I'm, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say the fourth round. Hold I'm going to say the fourth round. Hold on. Give me a second. Keep keep talking. I'm going to look this up, and this is what I liked. No, that I'm going to keep said. talking about Talking Smack 101 at Twitter. Hit us up on there with some feedback. Talk some smack to us. Engage in the Twitter poll. Who do you think is going to win? I'm saying a KO in four rounds with one Tom Thurman because you earn your names in this sport. Download that Squared Circle app. Tell your friends about us. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on iTunes and Google Play. We need the following. We need the love. We're trying to get that iHeart money. Bear witness as we talk our way to the top. This is your power hour of pure entertainment. If we don't succeed on this, I will at least get a job for slogans. <laughs> this is a uh, this is coming from Danny Garcia. I'm just fighting someone with a lot of momentum who thinks he can knock everyone out. I read that quote. Mm-hmm. That's it. Once I break his momentum, then what? I like that. I like that. I, I really, like I really like that because 
it's just like what Andre Ward said when he fought Sergey Kovalov. It's just like once Kovalov knew he could, even though after the knockdown, when he knew he couldn't break Andre Ward, and he kept coming. Yeah. Then what? Literally, <sighs> literally, then what? And I and I'm asking you. I'm not even telling you. I'm that's not even rhetorical. I'm asking you. Then what? Keith Thurman's been hit and rocked multiple times and gotten wobbled, held his composure, came back yeah. and won. Yeah. Sean Porter tried to take take away that momentum. What happened to him? Sean Porter was too aggressive. Sean Porter's not as smart as smart as Danny Garcia to me. Every time he came in and got popped by that power, he stopped. Like like hitting a brick wall. It's not well the thing is, Danny Garcia's never been a power puncher. If it happens, it happens. He's been a technical fighter. Mm-hmm. He's been a technical boxer. Danny Garcia has an underestimated overhand right, which is probably the only thing that he's going to be able to knock Keith Thurman out. His if left he does. hook, too, is nice, oh, too. His left hook is nasty, but everybody knows this now. Yeah. Everybody knows that, so they know how to protect it. Keith Thurman had a good breakdown about Danny Garcia when he said he's, he's got good movement, but when, every time he starts to get flat-footed, it's when he's looking for the power. Yeah. Keith Thurman knows that, and he's going to be watching that body language. I wouldn't be surprised if the first two rounds are just kind of like, you know, like, like we talked about, like in hot shots. You know, just time two dudes just kind of feeling each other out, throwing feints, more feints than actual landed punches. But after that, I don't know. I, I think the heat's going to turn up. And I don't think Danny Garcia's ever fought anybody with this much power. Except for Matisse, and that's it. But Matisse, he handled Matisse. Matisse couldn't, couldn't land a power shot. This is the first time in my life I'm going for Danny Garcia. I think he has what it takes. Uh... That's all. I don't have nothing else to say. We've been we've been mental boxing with this for the past couple months. Like I'm Facial I'm legit I'm, I'm, fingers, I'm, I'm legit <laughs> going on him just because I went against him so many times and I've lost out. And like Keith Thurman, I don't see nothing special. He's better than Lucas Matisse, but I feel like he's still the same kind of fighter as Lucas Matisse was. And Keith Thur- I mean Danny Garcia handled Lucas Matisse. Yeah. I see the same thing. If without the Sean Porter win, I probably would agree with you because I'm a Danny Garcia fan. But I think he, one time Thurman is going to handle this boy. He's going to take him out with body shots. He's going to knock him out in four rounds. I'm telling you. If not, I'm going to turn off the fight and walk away. And you can tweet me, tell me about it later. Well, you I'm guys, sipping on my forty at the top of Tacoma. Yo, anybody, you guys just heard it. If anybody's around in the in the Tacoma area, we're going to be at top of Tacoma. Come, come, chill with us if you want to. That's where we're watching oh, the fight. I need at. some more feedback too. I might even make a Twitter poll of this one. I want somebody else to tell me the name of one bar that sells 40 ounces. Why? Just because you couldn't finish it. Why you? It's math. <laughs> it's math. I was already... We're not going to talk about my alcoholism and your alcoholism. This is a boxing show. Look, We're here to it's, discuss it's, not, it's not alcoholism if it doesn't affect your day-to-day life. That's how I look at it. Eh, I still go to work, that's right? That's every alcoholic I, I, I still go to work, right? That's right. Hey, the only guy at AA sponsored by Jameson right here. <laughs> so you stand firm. Decision. Danny Garcia. Yes, I'm standing firm. You don't want to make. You don't want to change it right now. You sound like you're projecting. It sounds like you want to come over on this side of the boat, man. You want to come? There's more room on the bandwagon. Oh, that's, that's I'm not going to stay. Oh, I'm not going to stay on this bandwagon. But Did I'm. You just, just ask this Asian if I want to get on the boat. Are you suggesting I'm fresh off the boat? Oh, wow. Sometimes I don't know how I hang out with this guy over here. Are you? So racist. So racist. If you I am, it's going to be a yacht, baby. Because yeah, you know we're going to talk our way is. to the top. If uh, <laughs> if uh. If well, I lose, I'm reporting okay, you to immigrations. How much are we talking about building this wall? What's the hourly rate on this? <laughs> I heard it was like 80 bucks. I might go down there and help. Yeah, no, I'm joking. Joking, 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 joking. It's here to keep the Mexicans out. You guys are already here. What, what are you talking about? We got Mexicans listening to the show, man. Quit being an ass. You think he's going to build a wall, right? Now, <laughs> Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, this could become like um, my hangover or we get up. Hopefully, 
The height doesn't I don't, it. I don't see how it could. I've been, I've been analyzing that from I don't, every side. I, don't, I honestly don't see how this could be a terrible fight. I don't see it. Like, because both of these guys pressed the action. With the fights that are lined up, do you think there's any other fights that could be better than this one this year? Because of what's at stake. Because of what's at stake? Look, Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalov was the most intriguing match. If that, if that stuff happens... Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder is still because that's because that like this year. It, look not it's, this year. so you It'll got that and then yeah. you got and we we still got to go so got if they, if they do it, you know, hey Chavez Jr. and then we know what Chavez, the, we know what it's it's, it's a whole it's a whole bunch it's a whole bunch because this, like if next trip, week the is triple David B, Lemieux and Curtis Stevens yeah yes there so there is stuff that's gonna live up to the hype so who said boxing is dead. I tweeted that I tweeted that the other day. I'm like, man, what? if you think boxing is dying, you're not paying attention. And it's all right. You don't know. That's why we're here to tell you. That's right. We are here to tell you about the sweet science. And we might even have to start keeping track on this records on who's picking what right. Just because I don't I don't keep track because I don't want you to feel, you know, a little Countings bit. for virgins. Just say it's a lot to a little and I'm up. Counting for virgins. What is there to count? You're at zero. <laughs> what is there to count? You're you just <laughs> said I had one of the best weekends the other day where I pitched Ooh, a shutout on I'm you. I'm not homie. talking about your weekend with the ladies. <laughs> All right. We are here to discuss the sweet science. Make sure you tell your friends and family about this. I want to make a wager with this guy about this. Uh, What's, I don't know, what, what can we do to prove that you're wrong here? I'm thinking about it. I might have to send something now, get a Twitter poll. What can we do about this? We're going to ask maybe, you know what, I might hit up a couple of our actual fan and followers that we know personally instead of a whole, and we might try to get something either for this one or maybe the Triple G, Daniel Jacobs, or the Canelo Chavez one. We're going to work something out here. Shout out, Shout out my man, Chad Dimbruski. Let me know if you decide to skip Foundations. And then let me know how Foundations is when you start. That's how that's going to work out. Hit us up at twitter.com forward slash talkingsmack101. Download that Squared Circle app. The Sweet Science, baby. This is your Power Hour in Pure Entertainment signing out. What was that quote one more time? I think it was from Keith Murray or somebody. All day, every day, all Chuck Collins hustle us. Keep it moving. K-I-M. And we're going to keep it moving for